Hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And this week I wanted to tackle the topic of family and friends. Are they good or bad for business? Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome back to yet another week on the podcast. As I am recording this, it is almost September. I don't know about you guys, but obviously only if you're listening to this right after release it, but I cannot believe that the summer is pretty much wrapping up. Like it just does not feel possible or right to me. Feels like we should have like maybe two more months of summer left before fall. (laughs) So anyway, um, if you are feeling that, you know, um, uh, give me a, give me a nudge on Instagram and tell me that uh, you feel that same way. So yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into this family and friends topic. So you might have heard the intro and gone like, what family and friends are bad for business? What are you talking about? Well, again, you know, this is another topic about boundaries. So this is the third episode in a row I've done about boundaries. And you know, uh, that was rather impromptu. I didn't plan on doing a whole series on boundaries. But it was just kind of, as I got talking about it, and as people were giving me feedback, I realized that there's just sort of three different things to talk about, or actually, there's way more than three things, but sort of three sets of topics. So the first week, um, we talked about just the issue of working with um, clients who have complaints, or they're upset about something, they're angry about something, um, they want a discount, just any of those sticky, tricky client interaction situations, and how to deal with them in a way that is better for you and your business, and while, you know, still maintaining boundaries. And last week, we talked about more about personal boundaries, and how um, to not keep violating your own boundaries because you think you're supposed to or because somebody asked really nicely or just whatever the reason might be sort of digging into your reasons why you allow people to kind of um go through your boundaries or not let you maintain your boundaries like what is that is it because you're scared of something or is it because you um think that it's necessary in order to succeed or whatever it might be. So that was last week's topic. So if you haven't listened to those two podcast episodes, you might find them helpful. I recommend going back and listening to them. And then this week, like I already said, we are talking about working with family and friends and boundary issues that that or just issues in general that can come up when that happens. So here's the thing. The common idea is that friends and family are your best resources for building a business. And in some ways, that is 100% true. You know, they are helpful for referrals, for getting the word out about what it is that you do, how you can help people. And this is especially true when you're first starting out. And I know a good number of you are fairly new to the profession that you work in, you know, whether you're a healthcare professional or you consider yourself more wellness or you work uh, more in fitness, whatever it is that you do. A lot of you listening to this are fairly new to your profession, but even those of you who aren't new, family and friends, yeah, absolutely, are still a great resource for referrals and all that kind of stuff. But as I've kind of hinted at already, family and friends can create some serious boundary problems. 
So for many of you, it's probably obvious that that's the case, right? It's not rocket science here. But for those of you who don't really see how it's an issue, like either you've never had to experience it or just um, when it comes up, you've been able to deal with it in the past. Um, one thing I want you to ask yourself is what you would do with family or friends in that situation if the professional relationship you had with them, i.e. they hired you to do something or they bought your product or whatever, if that relationship went sour for some reason. So with a regular client, and by regular client here, we mean someone that you don't have a relationship with outside of work. So someone who isn't friends or family, you know, outside of work, they're just, they're just a client or they're just a, you know, a, a customer. Um, you probably have some ideas had how to deal with that you know, how to deal with the relationship going sour. And again, go back two episodes if you're not sure how, because I talked about that quite a bit. Um, that would be episode 81. Um, but with friends and family, well, it's very rarely an easy thing to fix because of that layers issue, right? You've got your work, your professional obligations, your personal relationship with the person, what other people in your circle of friends or family are going to say about it, and so on and so on and so on, right? So here's the thing. Let's, let's dive into this topic from three angles. So I'm going to talk about it from three things. The physical angle, the emotional social angle, and the financial angle, okay? And all of those are intertwined, don't get me wrong. It's not like you can compartmentalize, wow, that's quite the mouthful of a word. It's not like you can do that with um, the issues and just say that, you know, well, it's purely financial, there's no emotional, or there's purely physical, there's nothing to do with financial or whatever. It doesn't really work that way, everything's intertwined. But I think if I break it down into those three broad categories, physical, emotional, slash social, and financial, it makes it a bit easier to sort of look at the, look at what's going on if you find yourself in these situations with family and friends. So let's tackle the financial one first. So money is a sticky topic in life. I probably didn't have to tell you that. I think we all get it, you know, especially in, well, you know, I'm not, I was going to say, especially in North America, you know, all cultures have their things around money. It's just a thing. You know, what you have around money, yeah, depends on the culture you come from and the country you're in and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, you know, it's something people aren't super open about in general, and it can cause some serious rifts between people, right? So is the kind of topic that people have serious arguments about. Oh, boy, like, one of the big reasons why um, divorces happen, for example, is money like that. That is a big, sticky topic. One of the big reasons why friends and family end up having fallouts is because of money. You know, it's not the only reason, obviously, but it is a sticky topic. So it stands to reason that, hey, if you get your family and friends involved in your business in some way, it's going to cause sticky issues to come up for sure. So whether it's, you know, family getting discounts and, you know, realistically, can you afford to give every single person in your family and friends a discount? Like, you have to pay your bills, you have to pay your rent at your clinic or whatever, wherever it is you work, you know, you have to think about financial aspect. Can you really do that? Or if it's the issue of people being unhappy with your treatment or product after and feeling like they want your their money back, you know, that's awkward with regular clients. Think about how much more awkward it would be with family and friends. Oh, God, like, right? Or even smaller stuff like, well, actually, I don't think this is being that small, but it might seem small. Like, 
For example, they didn't pay you on time because, hey, you're fam. You don't worry about that stuff. You know they're good for it. You know you're going to see them in two weekends at so-and-so's baby shower. Don't worry about it. They'll pay you right. Yeah, right? That's a problem. That's a sticky situation. So that's the thing, you know, take a topic that is already an issue for a lot of people. It's already complicated for the vast majority of people. Money. And you add in the fact that you already have a close relationship outside of work with this person, whether they're family or friends, and then you shake and stir it depending on, you know, how you like your drinks served and what do you get? Well, you have a whole lot of potential for things going sour. That's what you get. So that's the first topic. Let's move on and talk about the emotional social factor next. Obviously, it's tied in with the financial, but we're going to tackle it separate. So there are so many reasons why working with family and friends, family or friends, can cause issues in your personal life. You probably already gathered that. So first, think about the situations I just mentioned with money, right? Um, Maybe your sister-in-law hasn't paid you yet for her last treatment. You've reminded her a couple times really nicely. She still hasn't paid you. She says she's going to. Um, But how do you get her to finally pay you without damaging your relationship with her and the sibling that she is married to? And then, it, you know, if you come from a family where you sort of your parents or other people tend to get involved in everybody's business, like some families are like this, and if you're from one, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Imagine what you're going to have to do if your mom calls you, or whoever it is, I'm just using mom as an example, and says to lay off your sister-in-law with the money, she's going to pay you, just get over it, she will get to it, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God, right? So... This is not a situation you want to be in, obviously, right? But okay, like, look, if you don't find yourself in those kinds of situations, your family dynamic isn't like that. Um, Here's another angle to think about, and that is the angle of you can't turn back time. So once you work with somebody or sell them your product or, you know, uh, have have a professional relationship with somebody, you can't change that. You can't just say, oh, you know, that didn't go so well. Well, let's just rewind the clock two months to when and pretend it never happened. You can't really do that. So what it means is if things do go poorly, well, you can't just discharge them and, you know, or say goodbye to the customer like you might do with a regular, again, in finger quotes, client and just walk away. Because guess what? You're still going to see this person at family events or, um, you know, parties if they're mutual, if it's a friend and not family, or I mean, it could be family at a party too, but you see what I'm saying. Could be family, could be friends. You're still going to be asked if you're going to the party they're throwing or the baby shower for the mutual friend or the dinner for your parents' anniversary or so on and so forth, right? You can't just avoid them for the rest of your life. Well, you could, but it would make your life very awkward. And even if things don't go that poorly, okay, so we were, we're talking about more worst case scenarios there. Um, even if things don't go that poorly, there's other things to think about with this whole social and emotional aspect of it. So for example, and this one became a problem for me to be completely honest with you guys, with some of the clients, not if, if any of my uh, people that I've worked with over the years, whether massaging or, you know, my current business are listening to this. I may not be talking about you, so don't assume anything, please. But anyway, um, you know, this this issue kind of became a problem for me because suddenly I had to be at work all the time. Like, uh, you know, 
like people asking me questions about things when I'm not actually at work or asking me to book appointments when I'm like just out at a social event. So, you know, that might happen to you. They will ask you questions about your work um, when you just want to unwind and have fun and have a glass of wine or whatever you do, you know, or they're going to tell you they need to rebook their appointment while texting you about a party. So it's completely unrelated. They're like, oh yeah, right. I forgot to tell you, I can't make my appointment next Tuesday. Can we change it by text message? And Maybe your policies, you don't normally interact with clients over text message. So this is a little awkward, right? It's a boundary violation there. Um, especially if there's a really, you don't even have like, say, say you still use paper or you, or, um, you know, your scheduler is on your laptop and it's hard to get to from your phone, you know, and meanwhile, here they are texting you, you're out and about, you're not going to remember maybe by the time you get home that they asked you to reschedule. And it's like, ugh, can't they just contact you the way that, other clients do but if you say that they might get offended see what I'm saying here it creates an awkward situation or in some situations you might even have family or friends start referring you new clients except that they're kind of expecting a discount or some sort of cut from the fact that they're referring you people that happens too don't think it can't happen to you because it definitely happens people kind of get this idea because there's lots of these referral things out there that's super common. Um, so that's what they sort of think is like, that's, that's what they're going to get from for referring you people. Oh, you know, even if it's just that they're referring you people who aren't a good fit for your business, you know, they think you're they're doing you a favor by referring you clients, which, you know, yeah, that'll happen too. But really, you'd like to start working with more clients that are in the sort of special area you'd like to work in your niche, um, you know, uh, your focus area. And yet, your friends and family are referring you all these people who are not in that niche and it's just not really helping you grow your business in the direction you want to grow it and it's super awkward because how do you tell them you know like I appreciate your help but don't refer me those people <laughs> that's awkward too and even if you find a way to say it tactfully which there are ways to say it tactfully it can still be very awkward you know because the, they might be totally confused like what do you mean like you, you're refusing to see my friend yeah, so, so there's another actually layer to this social and emotional part as well. And that's the issue of mixed relationship types when you're actually literally working with them. You know, sure, sometimes that can be fine and there's no issues, but sometimes you might end up, you know, in the situation where... You're spending the entire time you're supposed to be working with them. You're supposed to be focusing on, um, you know, coming up with a nutrition plan or working on their, um, your personal training them, or you're doing, you know, private one-on-one -on -one yoga or whatever, or giving them a massage treatment, whatever it is you do. But instead of doing that, you're spending a lot of the time just socializing because that seems to be what they want to do. Because that's how they see you as their friend or their family member. And, you know, you have work to do. You kind of have this professional thing to maintain. And while you don't mind some chatter, of course, you kind of have to focus on getting your job done. And you kind of don't want them to leave going, well, like, hold on, like, why am I paying you? We didn't get to the treatment. But the whole reason you didn't get to the treatment is because they spent the entire time talking about some social thing that they really wanted to tell you about. So it was just awkward. So emotionally and socially, you know, working with friends and family can be a can of worms for sure. I, I, I hope I've made that clear to you guys. You know, if it's not, 
if it's not them wanting to talk about other things when they come in to see you instead of actually getting their treatment, it's, you know, the awkwardness of things going poorly or them referring you clients that are a bad fit or just all that different stuff, you know, it, it can cause lots of problems and there's many, many layers of it. I've just touched on the surface of it, right? Um, so let's, let's move on to that last one that I talked about, the physical boundaries that can be crossed. Now, you might be scratching your head going like, what am I talking about exactly with physical boundaries? So let's, let's clear that up. So another layer of complexity that comes up for those of you who work in you know, sort of touching professions, physical professions, body work type professions. So massage therapists, physiotherapists, chiropractors, um, even some of you who do like private yoga or even yoga classes sometimes if you do a lot of adjustments, um, even personal trainers in some contexts. There are lots of professions where um, you get fairly hands-on and physical with your clients. And as you all know, touch is very personal and you can absorb energy through touching somebody. And adding touch to a relationship changes the dynamic of that relationship. So those of you in those professions that I just listed, plus any related professions where you're, you know, touching your clients for an extended period of time, you probably already know that. I probably didn't have to tell you. It's a different kind of relationship with clients than in jobs where you rarely or never touch the client, right? Um, there's a very good reason why massage therapy clients, which, you know, that's an example I'm using because I used to be one, uh, massage therapist that is, <laughs> they tend to talk about their personal stuff a heck of a lot while in treatment. Now, obviously not everybody does this, but it is so common and like the massage therapists out there listening are going, oh yeah, I know. I have some clients who just do not shush the entire treatment. They just want to talk, you know, but it's, you know what? It's because you've created this environment that, you know, is conducive to that. You're touching them. It's very personal. Um, they feel safe with you if you've been treating them for a while, or maybe just they're that kind of person who they automatically do feel safe with you, whatever is going on. And that's what happens is they just start, you know, spilling the beans on all kinds of different stuff going on in their lives. You know, it is human nature. If you feel close to somebody, and again, you know, this is, this is a sticky boundary situation. Um, and something I'm not going to talk about in this podcast series, really, but it is a sticky boundary situation. The person is coming in for a professional treatment of, you know, their, their musculature or their joints or whatever, um, if you're a massage therapist, but they start talking about sort of other stuff because they feel comfortable with you and they want to have someone to talk to. And that's maybe when you need to possibly refer out or possibly just be a kind ear without interjecting too much because, you know, you have to be careful about that. Um, but anyway, before I go off on too much of a tangent, that does happen quite a bit in massage therapy treatments or in related profession treatments. Um, you know, and if you uh, don't work in those professions, well, <laughs> there's your there's your uh, there's your information about that. That does happen. It is a real thing, you know, um, and that is a tricky, sticky situation. Um, and it's Hard enough when the person is somebody that you don't really know super well, like just a quote unquote regular client, but if it's a family or friend, that's when it gets more complicated. But before I continue on with that, let's talk about that absorbing energy aspect that I'm already kind of touched on. 
So some of you might think that that's kind of a woo-woo thing or like, you know, uh, you know, esoteric or whatever, but seriously, it's a thing. I'm not just making that up. Like, have you ever walked into a room and you could feel that something was off or someone was clearly upset or something wasn't right? Um, even if no one said anything to you, even if there's no like obvious visual cue, just something seems wrong. You can just sort of feel a vibe. That's what I'm talking about. It's nothing magical. It's nothing woo-woo. It's just it's just reality. It's just being in tune with your surroundings. That's what it is. It's just knowing what is there, you know, without needing to like see it, obviously, you know, it's a thing. And most of you in caring professions tend to be even more sensitive to it because partly because you got into a caring profession because you sort of tend to have a natural affinity for it for most of you. And partly because you are trained to sense these things, to, to look for the, the sort of the unspoken, unverbalized, un, uh, shown in obvious ways, nuances about things, right? So you'll notice when things are off before, before a lot of other people will. So what this means is if somebody's having a bad day or is upset or frustrated or whatever, you're going to feel that and you're going to absorb it, or at least you can absorb it. It is very possible. So if you never experienced this issue or felt people's energy, you know, if, if you're, you're listening to this and going like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Just, I'll, I, I'm unfortunately going to have to pull out the just trust me card um, because there's going to be also a lot of you listening and going, yeah, yeah, I know totally what you're talking about. Just, just trust me on this one. You know, it is a real thing. It does happen to a lot of people working in massage or the hands-on professions. It can also happen in other professions as well where you're not so hands-on. It's just hands-on, you get even more of it because you're sort of in this person's space, if you get what I mean, right? And you got to be careful about these things. It's one thing if it's a non-family or friend client, just a regular client. You can do things to keep yourself balanced and protect yourself. Yeah, it can be hard because you do care about your clients. You know, you don't want to bring stuff home with you, but you know, you might be worried about a client because you genuinely do care. Um, but there are ways to keep your, your work at work, so to speak, and not get too caught up in what's going on with the client's energies, emotions, problems, etc. But if it's family or friends, well, we have a whole other ball game going on there, y'all. You know, it's hard enough to maintain appropriate professional boundaries when working with family and friends. Okay, I've established that. I think you guys have got that now. But add in touch to the equation and oh boy, we have a whole other level of trickiness. And before I, you know, keep talking about this, if it wasn't clear, I'm not talking about inappropriate touch here, guys. I am not talking about like super obvious boundary violations. I'm not talking about assaulting somebody, abusing somebody. I'm not talking about that at all. Let me be super clear. That's a different topic. That's not what we're going into on this podcast episode. I'm talking about things that are in the context of a very professional, appropriate relationship, right? So what I am saying is because touch is very intimate, it's very personal, it's adding more layers to a multi-layered issue that's there already. And when it comes to people you are close to, it is really hard to keep your boundaries super tight. It just is. If they're feeling down, if they're having trouble with something, if they're in pain, 
you're going to feel it. You're going to notice it. You're going to feel for them. You're going to worry about them. You're going to absorb that energy. And it's probably going to be hard for you to move away from that, you know, because it's natural to worry about people you're close to, your family and friends. It's natural to feel what they're feeling and want to help them. That's how, that's how we are, right? So this is why it's really not a great idea to take family and friends on as clients, especially if you work in a hands-on profession. It's just something to think about there. You know, just, I think... I think overall, the take-home message here is working with friends and family is a very complex issue. That was obvious before I even started talking on this podcast episode, but hopefully I've given you guys some things to think about. So, but yeah, from that reason, actually, in, in case you were curious, my personal policy around this stuff as of, you know, 2018 is that I no longer actually take close family or friends on as as clients at all. Um, and this is just because there's way too much potential for straining relationships due to misunderstandings. Um, I have done work uh, for a number of friends and family over the years, uh, both when I was massaging and in my current business, like I, like I already mentioned on this podcast episode. And while some of those projects and treatments, et cetera, went really well and like there were no issues and things, you know, well, I mean, there's always issues, right? Because that's life. But I just mean there were no big issues. Everything's fine. I'm still, you know, in a good relationship with those people. Things are great. Um, With others, it really put a strain on our friendship or relationship, you know? And in a couple cases, I have to tell you, I'm not nearly as close to the person that was involved as I once was. Um, so that's why I made that choice, you know, an informed choice to, uh, make sure that I am, uh, keeping boundaries with people that are healthy and not mixing, um, work and personal life quite so much. Um, and I'm doing it on both sides of the equation, by the way. Um, by that, I mean, I'm no longer working for friends. Like I no longer allow friends to hire me to do, you know, uh, branding, websites, marketing, help, all that kind of stuff. Even if they're in my exact niche, <laughs> even if you work in health. If, so if you're a friend of mine, you're listening to this and you, uh, need help with your website or marketing and, uh, you work in health, wellness, or fitness, I'm sorry. My policy is now that I don't take on friends and family as clients as much as I love y'all. Um, but, uh, you know, so there's that kind of end of it, but there's also that on a personal level, I've actually decided not to go the other side of it either. That is, um, I no longer will hire myself, uh, friends and family, i.e., you know, if I need a massage, if I need, you know, chiropractic, whatever I am doing, I don't hire friends and family anymore because it just causes too many, it just can cause some really awkward situations. And I've decided due to my experiences on the business side, not to risk that any further with people that I love. So that's my personal decision on it. You know, obviously, I I do have situations where I do uh, still allow it to happen. Like, for example, I have friends who work in food. And, you know, I feel I can still buy their products or like visit them at the farmer's market or go to the restaurants or whatever. And it's not going to strain our relationship. I still support their business. That's kind of a different thing. Um, but those of my friends who are in more service oriented professions, I'm very, very careful about putting any kind of strain on our relationship due to my past experiences. And I just, as much as I want to support my friends and family, I would rather refer 
friends from outs from a different circle, like people that they don't know, um, to them, or I'd rather like help advertise their business, or I'd rather do other things to help them, um, rather than risk straining our relationship due to something not going so well, right? So if you've been struggling with this issue, you know, whether it's on either side of it, whether you should uh, hire a you say, say you've got a friend who's a massage therapist, you know, hire a, mas- a friend who to do your massage, i.e. like, you know, go in for a treatment with them. Or whether you should allow uh, friends and family into your business. Hopefully this has given you some things to consider. You know, just because I've made the decision I have doesn't mean necessarily it's the right decision for you. But it should be some serious things that you think about because it can cause problems for you in your personal life and in your business. And I don't want that for you. I want you to have a healthy business. I want you to have a healthy personal life, you know? So it's just, it's stuff to think about, right? Because on first glance, like I, like I said at the beginning of the episode, it might seem like working with family and friends is like just the obvious thing to do. And in some ways it is, you know? It, it does make sense to... Use family and friends to help promote your business. Like I just said, you know, you have family and friends help you out with getting your first clients, that kind of stuff. Um, It is true. And on the surface, it does seem like, you know, that's totally awesome. And that's how you're going to make or break your business. And in some ways, yes, you do have to use those connections in order to get your business started or get your business known to more people. But the thing is, when you look deeper into the issues, you're going to find there's a lot of problems when that come into mixing business and personal relationships. And to be completely honest, from my perspective, it's really best to keep those things as separate as possible. You know, if friends and family want to support your business, like I've said, have them refer people to you, have them, you know, promote your business by retweeting, regramming, forward an email, uh, repost something on Facebook, pass along your business card, all those kinds of things without actually coming in to see you themselves. Yeah, if it's an emergency situation, yes. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying be cold, be mean. I'm just saying if it's a situation where, you know, it's not an emergency, which the 99% of those cases are going to be, it's better to just refer them on to a trusted colleague who you know can help them rather than take them on yourself in the majority of cases. Okay, y'all, that's enough for me. I have talked way too much on this topic. Hopefully this was helpful to you if you have been struggling with that, or you know, maybe you can play part of the recording to a family or friend who doesn't seem to understand the issue. Maybe that'll be helpful so they can understand uh, what it's like to be on the opposite side of it, what it's like to be the professional who's trying to build a business but wants to maintain healthy boundaries with all of the people who they love in their social life, family and friends. Um... But yeah, next week, I'm going to totally shift gears. We're not even going to talk. Well, we might talk about boundaries because boundaries is something that kind of comes up with everything in life. But I'm going to switch gears and talk about kind of back to schoolish kind of stuff. And yeah, you know, I know like all of you or most of you aren't in school of any kind, but does that matter? We can talk about school stuff anyway. You know, it's, it's September. Do you still get that kind of vibe? Or at least almost September. Do you still get that kind of vibe that you're going back to school even though you aren't? Or like, do you feel that vibe anyway? I think it's kind of in the air. So yeah, that's it for me for this week. As always, hit me up if you have any questions, comments, ideas, things you want to talk about. Candice at happylittlebiz.com is my email, or you can find me on Instagram at happylittlebiz. Talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts. The times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews, all of that, I really love it. I read all of it. I do really appreciate you guys. Um, By the way, if you would like to leave me a formal review, of course, I would really appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes, find my podcast, so Life Beyond the Massage Table, click on ratings and reviews, and then just give me a rating and a review. Five stars, of course, and a glowing review. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, let me know what you really think, but I do appreciate five stars as well. Let's be real here. Now, for you guys that might be new to the podcast, let me briefly introduce myself here. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario, and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers. So I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness, and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff, find me on Instagram. Um, Happy Little Biz is my username. Or, of course, you can head over to my website, happylittlebiz.com, and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.